Hi, Gomjabar listeners. It's Abu sitting at my computer just hours after Leo and I saw the Dune movie. That's right. We got to see it two whole weeks early, and we both just got back from the premiere. We are still both in the midst of processing our emotions and thoughts and feelings about it, but we did record a little treat for you guys. So minutes after we stepped out of the theater, we decided to walk down the street, take a seat in the middle of noisy-ass New York City, and record our raw, unfiltered emotions and thoughts for you. And so I have that recording here for you now, and I'm going to play it in just a second. But before we get into it, a couple of warnings. First of all, there will be spoilers for the first Dune book, obviously, and there are some spoilers for the movie itself. Nothing that you maybe won't expect going in if you're a big Dune fan, but if you really want to go into the movie blind, I recommend maybe skipping this little bonus episode until after you've seen the movie. The second warning is just more of an apology, really, for the really bad audio. Again, we recorded this in New York City, sirens going off in the background, people chattering, dogs barking. So the audio here is not the cleanest. Just know that going in. Okay, enough preamble. Let's hit play. Here is the conversation that Leo and I had just minutes after stepping outside of the theater. All right, uh, Leo and I are sitting literally outside of the theater. We found a little quietish corners new york city so apologies for those sirens in the background but (laughs) we found a little quiet corner and we have not talked about the movie at all we walked like five minutes away from the theater found a quiet place and we're just holding it all in because we want to record right now here sort of our genuine reactions and talk about it with each other first for the first time and of course talk about it with you our wonderful listeners for the first time now do we want to keep this conversation spoiler free or do we want to just talk about what happens in the movie i think the spoiler-free episode or bonus or conversation review will come later. I think this is just we need to gush. Okay, I at least need, need to, to get it, it out. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be spoilers for the first, for the movie. For the movie. The spoilers for the movie, spoilers for the first book. Yeah. Sort spoilers of general spoilers, right. So yeah. this this is really coming at it from the perspective of Dune fans, of like hardcore Dune fans. And, okay. Okay, well, talk, so Leo. Just, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I need you to say something. <laughs> No, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, loved it. I, th- I think that it really put into perspective how much narrative happens in the last half. Definitely. Like, there's a lot of setup. And it is an interesting cinematic experience to go into a movie <laughs> and to see all setup without really feeling of concluding. And I could see that being a problem for people. Yeah, and it already is. A lot of reviews mention how the movie just sort of stops. It just kind of ends. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of knew that was going to happen, and it happened, and it's kind of true. <laughs> right. I mean, doing part one is the yeah. thing to keep in mind. But also, I had a fucking blast. I loved it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There were so many great little moments. Now, I know coming out of the movie, we were talking about like, okay, so actually, that that's my broad, very very broad vision. What is yours? What do you think? So my broad version is. This is the definitive adaptation of Dune. Yeah. For many, many years, Dune has been considered either unfilmable or unadaptable to the screen. Obviously, David Lynch tried. Obviously, the sci-fi miniseries tried right. to some levels of success, but not critical acclaim, not not like world-changing franchise-building success. Yeah. I think the seed of that is here. Sure. 
That very much depends on box office and very much depends on what the pandemic does for this film and what the business side of it is. I think creatively, purely as art, this is about as good as an adaptation of Dune will ever get. I yeah. think Denny pulled that off. 100%. That's my like big picture reaction to like having seen it. Totally agree. Now, getting specific, coming out of the movie, I asked, you know, there were some differences. They changed some things. Definitely. And I thought some of them were good. I thought some of them, I was like, okay, this is so much cleaner <laughs> from like a storytelling standpoint. Yeah. Um, and it's concise and it gets the point and it's great. And we've already talked about in the trailers, some of the scenes that are written that are not from the book, but that get to the heart of the characters in a way that's really faithful. And there's even some scenes that stitch some things together for right. new viewers, right? Like coming in, I knew what every scene was. I could predict a lot of the dialogue. A lot of it is pulled directly from the book. Let's fuck like demons. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck like demons was, I knew it was weird that up. Jason Momoa said that. But, <laughs> it's um, a bold choice. <laughs> bold That's choice. one of the changes. It's one of the changes. But, the, <laughs> but there are scenes in there that are connective tissue that aren't in the book that helps someone who hasn't read the book kind of figure out like who the Benny Jesuit are, what the fuck are they up to? There's like a little scene in there that explains that between yeah. Paul and Jessica. Jessica with the Reverend Mothers or the, the other Benny Jesuits. Yeah. Like that scene was so intense. Yeah. And was so One visceral. of my favorites. God. She's just shaking. She's so shaken to her core. Yeah. I also, oh my God, the shot of her. Okay. <laughs> Man, this is going to be a mess to listen to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's the scene where she's walking and crying down the hallway. Right. And then you see the conversation that she has with, oh my God, Duke Leto. And Duke Leto has that line where he's like, will you protect him? And I'm like, in the trailers, I'm like, that's a stupid line. Right. That's a, Why would he ask Yeah, that? of course. Like, duh. But then we he even says, joked about that in, yeah. in like our trailer breakdown. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. She's his mom. Like, of course. <laughs> but, then, but then he says, and this killed me. Killed was, me. Uh, I gasped. Yeah. It was like, he, he says... Uh, I'm asking as not as his mother, as Benny Jesuit. I'm Jezzer. asking as a Benny Jesuit. Will and you it was protect like, him? And it stopped her. And <laughs> it was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. good. And again, like not a scene in the book. Right. Something that was added. Right. Some connective tissue in the movie to help the like first time viewer get a foothold on the relationships and on who these people are and the factions and where they where they fall. Yeah, yeah. So obviously there are a couple of lines in the movie that didn't happen in the book like that one you know asking as not his mother as a Benny Gesserit a couple of those that stood out to me but like what were some of the changes you mentioned as we were walking that you didn't necessarily agree with some of the changes yeah yeah I you know I it's not the changes that I think I disagreed with I think as an a huge Dune fan, right? Well established at this point. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Newsflash, breaking what? news. There were omissions from that movie. Sure. Some that made sense right. because you have to keep the pacing tight. You have to make the story a little more cohesive and palatable and you don't have as much room right. that you do in a book. And the issues that I had is there were some omissions, some scenes that I was really excited to see that weren't in, in the movie. And the biggest example I can give sure. is Thufir and Jessica sitting in a room talking to each oh, other and yeah. him shaking his bones. Oh, yeah. We didn't get that at all. And that's such a powerful scene. And it gives Jessica... It. We talked about this in our book club. It turns Jessica from, like, generic female mother figure to, right. holy shit, powerful Benny Jesuit who right. can do right. way more than we thought she could. Yeah. And 
I felt like Jessica didn't get her glow up in this movie that she does in the book. There's I, a lot of her crying and yeah, being motherly. That's true. I do, I do think that she has, every time she comes face to face with someone, she beats them in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, her dunking on Stilgar. So incredible. Good. It was perfect. Uh, perfect. The, even just in the ornithopter with the guards, she uses yeah. the voice on them like six times. She's like, yes. yo, kill him. Exactly. Stop. Yeah. Untie me. And, and she, again, that, I think yeah. that reinforces the idea that part two is where so much stuff happens. Right, right. And so much of this is set up. We're only just learning about yeah. Jessica's character in this part. There, but you're also right that like the dynamic of Fufir being suspicious of her and him, you know, that yeah. whole subplot. The whole, uh, yeah, who, who is the traitor, who is the spy Yeah, we have a spy. There's is a, completely omitted. Yeah. And it just kind of, the Yui reveal just kind of happens. And I'm right. very curious, actually for like what the reception is from someone who hasn't read the book like right, is that right. reveal dramatic because yeah. i was kind of like that <laughs> reveal felt like a letdown because in the book there's chapters and chapters of setup right. and in the book we know the characters don't know there's this dramatic irony in the movie it's all kept a secret until right. suddenly yui betrays everyone and you're like the fuck right 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 and there was this whole thing about the conditioning and it being unbreakable and that just like wasn't even mentioned yeah yeah and, you know, again, I'm, like, ragging on the movie, sure. but this is, like, super nitpicky stuff that I, as a major Dune fan, would have liked yeah. in the movie or I think would have added to the film. And maybe it is in the film. Like, maybe it's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Right. And yeah. this just desperately makes me want the four-hour, like, <laughs> four Daniel like, director's cut, you know? Yeah, get Zack Snyder Where the here. whole uh, subplot is in there and we get the Dufir yeah. and Jessica scene and we get the dinner scene, which I think was another big yeah. omission, but also an omission that... This one I agree with. I think it would have really bogged down the pacing to have right. this like sort of drawn out dinner scene with a lot of conversations in the middle of the movie. We also didn't get the Yui Jessica scene, which also like really drove home. Like we get an idea that Jessica and Wellington are like friends, yes. or, like they've known each other for a long time. So really, I mean, it it, it inevitably happens when you do movie adaptations because right. you cannot fit. 800 dense sci-fi book like pages <laughs> into a three-hour runtime. Yeah. So like split it into sure. And there were a number of like, there were some shots that felt long, like yeah. slow shots where it's just like beautiful scene setting, you know, that go on just a second or two longer than I expect them to. And so there is that, that argument could be made of like, well, trim down those and then you have time for another scene. Yeah. But ultimately I think the, Jessica is clearly capable. She fucking Definitely. Owns, By the end of the movie, we yeah. know that without a doubt. And I think that... And like, Stilgar fucking knows that, too. <laughs> Stilgar 100% <laughs> knows that. Oh, my God. I also... I feel like Chani and, and Paul are, like, off to a rocky start if you only Bumpy see the start. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, in the book, pretty quickly, he's like, yo, what's up? Right. And There's she's some like, chemistry Oh, there. my God. Yeah, I think it, we joked in our book club. In the book, he's like, I've seen you. Yeah, which is and she's rough like, as far as pickup lines go. Shit. But <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm like sweating, but not because I'm in my still suit." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, switching gears, sure. just to wrap up this little convo. Those are some of the super nitpicky things, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, as huge dude fans that we noticed about the film or would have liked to see differently. What were the parts that blew you away, though? Pretty much every one of Oscar Isaac's scenes. Every, I agree. Every Oscar single Isaac one. fucking carried this movie, as far like, as I'm concerned. I cannot fathom how you fit so much emotion and emotional delivery into, like, you know, he has that line, uh, they tried to kill my son. 
the way he delivers that. Yeah. It, it's like, it broke my heart. And then there's that whole conversation with Jessica that was like unbelievably good. And there's the, you, you'll be my son, you're my son, you're everything I need, which yeah. was in the trailer, but amazing to see it in context. I think in addition to Oscar Isaac stealing yeah. every scene that he's in and his scenes all being incredible, I would go to the flip side. I also loved every single Baron scene. Oh my God, yeah. There no, were Stellan a Skarsgård lot of small extra yeah. Baron scenes that aren't in the book, but yeah. f- like flesh out the Harkonnens and their motivations and the plot that's taking place and the plan and the he got treachery. stuck in the room with the gas. He got stuck in the room with the gas, which I think was like a way cooler way oh. to do it. The, just the guards coming into the room and being like, what the fuck was that sound? <laughs> oh my God, it's the floating up in the, yeah. the ceiling like so some birthday he's, balloons. He's so ominous though, like totally oh, commands yeah. the room that he's in. Oh. There's this extra little scene with a spider in the Benny Gesserit. <laughs> spider humans. so good. Some Tleilaxu bullshit Some weird Tleilaxu thing. They're just setting up the uh, futars for oh, the sequels. Oh, dogs. And uh, <laughs> I think Stellan Skarsgård knocked it out of the yeah. park. The Baron, everything there was incredible and i think those scenes were super enjoyable the oscar isaac scenes were great honestly a lot of the kaladin setup i thought was really excellent too like for me it felt almost like a dune 101 like i was just kind of like i know all of this can we get to the arrakis parts but i realized as your average viewer that kaladin that like first 30 minutes or so of the movie on kaladin is a lot of explain explain the lore explain the universe explain the motivations and characters before we get to Arrakis and right. things kick off. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, just to wrap up this little... Uh, people are now staring at us because we are off in the corner talking to each other into our phones. <laughs> it's a very weird scene. We'll take a photo. We'll post the photo on Patreon. And uh, just to wrap up, final thoughts. Are you excited to see it again? Because you're going to see it in IMAX <laughs> when it does officially launch on the 22nd. Yep. What are your thoughts? I am very excited to see it again. Uh, I do officially have two tickets. I'm going to see it twice on on a launch day. So <laughs> amazing! Catch Leo at every New York IMAX theater. Apparently, every single one. It's uh, it's the it's the gauntlet. Amazing. No, I'm, I'm excited to see it again, uh, especially on a bigger screen. I want to see what the audience reacts. You know how the audience reacts, and I want to kind of hear the woman behind us in the seats. In yeah, our in the theater. Just yeah, now was like, was... I feel like I haven't breathed in four hours. <laughs> yeah, the woman behind us is geeking out. I loved it. And again, it's like true. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I'm excited to see those sort of things. Are you? I know you're going to be seeing it uh, via HBO Day of. Yes. You yeah. Excited I'm going to gonna see be. Oh, totally. I'm excited to rewatch it. I'm excited to, you know, rewatch scenes over and over while I'm taking notes for our coverage yeah. and our episodes. And I think, in a f- initial viewing, it's hard to take everything in. And I was trying not to overthink every scene. Right. 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 And I was like, "You're going to rewatch it. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy it. Like, stop yeah. analyzing it. Just enjoy it." Yeah. So I'm excited to now go in and analyze it yeah. more deeply. Yeah, I'm stoked to see it. And again, aside from my like little quibbles and nitpicky like super uber Dune fan <laughs> right. notes for Denny Villeneuve, apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, "Oh, you should have done this, Denny." <laughs> like, like I said at the start, this is the definitive adaptation yeah. of Dune. And there you have it. Just a rambly, messy conversation where emotions were high and we were just excited to geek out and talk about the film that we've been waiting a year and a half for. Really exciting stuff, and we can't wait to dive much deeper into the film. And of course, we will be releasing a more comprehensive deep dive episode about the movie after we've collected our thoughts 
rewatched the movie a couple of times, we will be here to break it down for you, as we always do. Until then, we hope you enjoyed this little preview of the film. We hope you are super excited to go see it yourself, and we can't wait to hear what you all think once you go see it. So as always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the Golden Path.